Hey folks, Armin Hammer here, and you're about to get yourself a whole bunch of sand goodness, a brand new episode of the Sand Podcast, in which we recapped all of the Thanksgiving shenanigans that we all went through, including, by the way, way too much food and Chase getting rear-ended. And on top of that, we talked a lot about 80s and 90s action movies, and just a little bit about fitness at the very end there. Hope you guys enjoy, and we'll see you guys next time. Welcome to this episode of... Screaming at neighbors. Hey, which uh, Chase rightfully pointed out is um, really appropriate for this time of year. Screaming at gym neighbors. Yeah, or just generally, yeah. just general neighbors. Mm-hmm. This neighborly to mm-hmm. want to never talk to your neighbors, I think, is the most neighborly thing. That's yeah, the rule them. these days. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this comes from uh, Jay Bruce, Jonathan Bruce. I believe he's the actual Bruce, so the King of Scotland, mm-hmm. Master uh, Bruce, uh, yep. the Bruce himself. Uh, Jonathan Bruce, thank you very much. Doesn't that have something to do with that new Netflix movie, right? Robert the Outlaw Bruce. Outlaw King. Outlaw King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Braveheart. Yes, he's, exactly. He's, is, that the, is that the same yes. guy? Yes. Yeah. He's, he's, he is a character, an unmemorable character in Braveheart, yes. I do recall. Yes, yes, yes. Unmemorable? He's the one who's telling the story. In Braveheart? Yeah. Braveheart? I haven't seen Braveheart in it's a while. Yeah, it's yeah, been a while. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who survives. The, the entire thing is like a flashback until the very last moment you realize that he's the one telling the story to like, uh, uh, like he takes over William Wallace's mantle to like, you know, bring the, the Scottish people to fight the aliens or whatever. You've <laughs> proven, uh, uh, Armin, you've inadvertently proved my point. You know yeah. why? I don't remember any of that. Really? What did I say about him? He was unmemorable. Right, that's exactly. proven correct. <laughs> proven guess, correct. I guess everyone just remembers. Like everyone thinks. I imagine everyone feels the same way I do, mm. which is you just think that uh, Braveheart ends with William Wallace yelling "Freedom!" freedom! Yeah, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. There's like another ten minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm I have always not seen, surprised by that I part of the movie. I haven't seen Braveheart in like. Easily over 10 years, uh, if not more. So. You know who's more memorable than, than Robert the Bruce? Mm. His father, his his warty, McWart-faced father. Oh, yes, mm. I remember that, that part. Fucked up. He had, like, leprosy, and yeah. he's like, he betrayed everyone at the end. No, you don't yeah. remember any of this? I've that. never watched Braveheart. <clears throat> Are really, you no. serious? Yeah, all I know is Prima Nocta. Get the fuck out of here, Chase. What? Mm. I mean, mm. like, leave right, right now? God mm-hmm. damn it. You haven't seen Braveheart. That's like well, that could required be, viewing for nine year olds. It could be a, the, uh, our next one of our next sand movies. Yeah. Thankfully, we've recorded it this time. Yeah. What movie we picked so we don't forget about it later, like it, we did the like last we did last time. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Chase, you've got to see Braveheart at some point. Do I? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. The music's good. Mel Gibson won an Academy Award for it, I think. Yeah, he it won, it won, it won all the Academy he Awards. Every Academy Award. We're just Award. doing a greatest hits. We're gonna do end up doing a greatest hits of just like '90s best picture nominees. Early '90s, early to mid '90s. Unforgiven, Braveheart. Yeah, we'll do uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh yeah, let's do it. Fuck it, let's do I it. I haven't all. seen Silence of the Lambs. Oh either. my god, it's such a good movie. It, literally any of these movies. Yeah, you know, I don't. Pick. I don't want to lean into the goddamn it chase emotions <laughs> that I'm feeling right now. So I'm just going to step away from that. Well, you're leaning into the goddamn it chase to lean away from the goddamn it Armin, and that mm-hmm. was with uh, From Dusk Till Dawn, which oh, Armin yeah. has not yeah. seen. That's right. I, I've WT never seen Dusk Till Dawn. That's it right. Is, it's a good one. You are, you are correct. So I guess God damn it, everybody, I think mm-hmm. is really the move here. I don't know if Cliff and Kyle have done anything to justify that. This is true. Well, I've done plenty of stuff. So, you know, karmically, I think I've earned it. So, yeah. I <laughs> wanted to point out before we got into any, any real serious fitness talk, 
um, we haven't we haven't uh, last time we recorded was before Thanksgiving, correct? Uh, gobble, yes. gobble. Should we have done yeah. like a weigh-in before so we could have done oh, a weigh-in? Geez. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, maybe we should have, but didn't, and I'm not going to look at the scale. Did no, you guys I, have as good a time as I did, just uh, eating everything? I ate all, all yeah. of, as the kids say these days, I ate all of the things. Nice. I, I ate till it was no longer fun anymore, and then I ate some more. Mm-hmm. Huh. I ate really at least two days beyond anything being enjoyable. I really, yeah, it really was, and I'm not exaggerating when I say, was uh, just like this ritual of punishing my body as much as I could over the course of over the course of the uh, over the course of the holiday, because I remember eating to excess, waking up feeling gross, and then just really kind of just it was like it was like approaching a CrossFit wad to to to, to grind to uh, bring everything back to fitness. I had to like wait for some recovery time and then really hit it again hard. Leftovers, pizza, gumbo. We had gumbo because you know that's my family's thing. That makes thing. sense. A lot of gumbo. A lot, of, a lot of macaroni and cheese. Uh, and then it wasn't just limited to the, the Thanksgiving fair either. There was a lot of snacks around, and I was consuming sure. a lot of cookies. I was eating a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of peppermint bark that was around. I, I wonder what it is. Like, obviously, we have all been trained culturally to just consume way too much mm-hmm. in all facets of our life. But mm-hmm. there's something about Thanksgiving in particular in which it's almost like a competition mm-hmm. like you're trying to hurt yourself mm. and you're trying to hurt everyone around you with how much you're hurting yourself yes chase you're looking at me like i'm crazy here <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it was just a regular regular day of eating for me like chase I, actually chase I had was two here plates. yeah he had two he had two dinners he came uh-huh. here for 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 dinner and he had dinner and then while everyone else was still suffering, like two hours later, <laughs> he was like, so what's up with the leftovers? And he had a whole nother plate uh, of Thanksgiving yeah, all the food. All the leftovers were already packed up to like go other places. Uh. And I had to make an amalgamation, misusing that word. <laughs> no, that sounds about right. To make a whole nother plate. And made everybody watch me eat my second dinner. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. for us, it was not it was not a one day event. It was a it was it was a full Wednesday through Sunday at my parents' house, Dear which God. means I was punishing myself morning, noon, and night for about four or five days straight. How Does many it, pies did you have? Um, not much in the way. We had two pies, two uh, very light pies. Not the apple pie, not the pecan pie. It was like a uh, 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 cream chocolate cream pie, oh, pudding yeah. pie. But we made yeah. up for the lack of pies with an enormous amount of candy and cookies because we oh, showed yes. up and the entire, the entire, uh, the entire kitchen table just covered in an assortment of t- things that are terrible for you. And I think I ate an entire bag of uh, mini Reese's by myself that Fuck had been yeah. bought. Uh, so yeah, just yeah. constant punishment. It's disturbing. It, yeah. Is it because it's? Is it because Thanksgiving is boring? Yeah. I think it's because yeah. I think that might be why. No, 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 no. I think that it's it's you have to it is the task you're going after. It's mm. like when I drank before, you know, my goal every night was obliteration mm-hmm. and I achieve that goal successfully <laughs> most of the time. So this Thanksgiving, my goal was to undo as much of the positive health changes I had done mm-hmm. over the course of the past Six months. That was the old year. Cliff's shadow self. Mm-hmm. I, I'm it part, needs to come out every now and then. I'm part Native American, so I'm <laughs> actually eating out of out of that long term memory that's imprinted on me yes. of of what Thanksgiving represents. To honor your ancestors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like pouring one out for the homies. But but the boring aspect Except of it I'm is eating there. A turkey. 
because if you're at your parents' house for days and days and days, uh, as much fun as I have, there's just not a lot. I'm not doing work, you know. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not exercising. So how are you going to fill those hours? Well, that you're is the just going to keep filling plates over and over again and eating them until the only you can't time to fill move. the hours is to fill yourself. Exactly. There is such thing Angly. as just eating to the other side because mm-hmm. you yeah. get your calorie intake so high that yep. now you're just you're just you're like a thermogenic bomb. Yeah. And every morning, every morning, by the way, biscuits were made, eggs and bacon were cooked, and uh, and then on these bits. So um, was there gravy? There was there wasn't gravy, but we made (laughs) biscuit sandwiches, biscuit sandwiches, and I put strawberry jam on both sides of the biscuit, eggs and bacon between. Delicious every morning that I was there. You guys fuck with apple butter? What is apple butter? Wait, oh shit! Yeah, that's right here. High five. Yeah, that's what's up. Nailed you guys don't it. know what apple butter is? Tell them, Chase. Well, apple butter is a concoction that I don't know how it's made, uh-huh. but I assume it involves apples and butter, <laughs> and it's fucking delicious. Uh-huh. It's uh, You can just like find it just around hmm. in West Virginia. You can, okay. It grows naturally. Interesting. I don't think that's a Texas thing. I'll have to look up. I'll have to look up apple butter. Yeah, you have to look it up. It's, it's, it's delicious. It goes really well with biscuits. Everything. Uh, well, the uh, to, to let you guys in on, uh, if you, uh, I'm not sure if you guys have ever had a boudin before which is occasion uh a delicacy it is a, a mixture of rice and pork shredded pork that is stuffed inside of a, a sausage casing it's very popular i brought it up only to relate to you that like boudin which is uh something that i ate you know having my mother's side of the family's occasion well we would eat that growing up hence the gumbo and everything else so but what's inside of boudin what's inside of the sausage casing is something that, at least in my family we refer to as rice dressing which is basically like a large pork roast that's been cooked down and then broken up in and incorporated into rice so you take like one pork roast and one pot of rice and then it absorbs literally all the fat that's been rendered off of the pork roast and you end up with like a laundry basket sized pot full of this uh this rice and pork mixture uh things and it's like derivations of that become things like dirty rice which most people are familiar with from cajun cooking so this is similar to that a little bit simpler and a little bit more traditional so we make that uh, every Thanksgiving, and we make so much of it that literally, I, 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 I serve plates, leftover plates that are just a yin yang symbol of like fifty percent piled rice dressing, fifty percent piled macaroni and cheese. The plate probably weighs about two pounds. It takes a while to reheat in the microwave just because of the mass. And I would just down those plates over and over and over. And there's just, there's no end. We didn't get to the end of the food by the time I left. There was still leftovers remaining. I don't see anything wrong with that diet no. as long as you're doing just, like a six-hour session. I know. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Crushing two-a-days all the time like I was. Like that's a completely appropriate way to eat. I went on a walk while I was there, so that should have oh, offset shit, half of one of the biscuits. Yeah, you're I think good. Yeah, our walk was about... Two-ish miles at a light pace, so felt that earned a great deal more of eating. Yeah, well, of course. Sure. I think it's working because like, mm-hmm. you both look a little bit trimmer, there and the go. cliff arm looks like, like looks a little bit better, full. honestly. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm taking I'm, – I, I think there was some muscle growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say it's about – uh, 80-20 fat to muscle growth there <laughs> that was achieved over the That's course still of still What you're saying is you got some muscle growth. I got out some of muscle it. growth. So I, I am still extremely puffy everywhere. Like oh. like my pants don't quite and I don't know it's not necessarily fat, but I'm just 
just so swollen with water at this point that it's just like I that's I'm reclining if you're watching the video version of it mostly cuz sitting fully up is still kind of uncomfortable. So as much as I can be in this position Man, we're, wearing boots or tall socks all day and then pulling them down and then seeing the massive ring that's created yes. that doesn't go away for like 12 hours. It's like that's <laughs> This is that's, the life this, these are fat guy problems you guys wouldn't understand. <laughs> just I look, I like the idea that it doesn't go away in 12 hours. You wake <laughs> up in the morning and you still have the ring yep. around your your like your ankle or whatever from your socks the day before. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. You probably need to see a doctor, yeah, dude. It's <laughs> not good, that's man. That's like some fucked up, you know, you've got some weird ass. That sh- no, that shit used to happen issues. to me when I when I tried when I would when I would run, I would run to speak speaking of fitness, and I would come home and my my legs would be so my my lower legs would be so swollen with fluid that I could just and it was not like it was like puffy like you twisted your ankle I would press my finger into the soft tissue and remove it and there was the divot of my finger Whoa. in the fluid in the accumulated fluid in my ankles running is the most dangerous thing on the planet it really is and I, I did I go see I did go see a doctor and he's like yeah that, that happens you know I don't think he had any idea what to do but he's like yeah that shit happens so my, uh, <laughs> maybe it's it must be because I'm not eating paleozone enough that's it if that's there's ever been a reason to be a doctor yes just so you can tell people, yeah, that shit happens. Shit happens all the time. <laughs> I lost my arm. Well, yeah, that shit happens. What do you man. want me to do? Grow it back for you? Shit happens. It'd be like that. Mm-hmm. It'd be that's like that the, that's, the, that's the doctor equivalent of it'd be like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I had none of the same experiences in terms of giant plates of rice dressing and macaroni and cheese, but now I feel like I fucking missed out. Yeah. <laughs> your your plate, should, your plate should, was pretty, yeah. pretty bitch made. What? <laughs> what did you just say? What did Chase just say? No, it was just um, I didn't. You didn't go in. You didn't go in. Yeah. Oh, on, my on plate was pretty bitch. Pretty uh, bitch made. But pretty yeah. bitch made. made. Yeah. So wait, but wait, it, hold on. I'm, I, I don't, don't get understand. it. Still, is this is this like on fleek? Is this something you the don't kids know, are saying? You don't know the days? terminology, bitch made. No, it's not. No. I don't understand it. Describe it. Wow. Give I, me the etymology of that word. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like it's just something that, that Conor McGregor would say if he was uh. like talking shit about an opponent. He's like, he's bitch made. Uh. And that's the insult itself. It's saying that you're, you're made like a bitch. Interesting. Technically, you made all, the plate like technically a bitch. all humans are bitch made and that they are all born of female <laughs> vaginas. No, no, no. <laughs> that's not how it works. That's, that's you're made like a bitch. You're bitch made. That's made it. That's, bitch. Yeah. The definition more... is the word. What more the word could I ask is for? the definition? Uh, so, are you are you telling me that it's been look, dude, It's been over a week, mm-hmm. and you're now telling me that my plate at Thanksgiving <laughs> was a bitch's plate. I thought you were gonna do another plate like myself. Mm. Man, fuck you, Chase. <laughs> what the hell is that? What type of you calling me out on the podcast for my Thanksgiving plate? <laughs> That's You've been holding on to this shit for a week. <laughs> I thought I did okay. Maybe I didn't do okay. I had six sandwiches in the, the <laughs> next couple days because I, I had so much leftovers. Yeah. I just just kept making myself sandwiches. Hey, that's a good way of making leftovers even less healthy. Yeah, yeah. Take your usual Thanksgiving leftovers Add and put mayonnaise bread and, and bread. Exactly. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna the, remember get a loaf of bread next time. The only non Thanksgiving thing I was adding to uh, to those sandwiches was mayonnaise, mm-hmm. which is paleo. Yes, obviously. Yes. Fuck. And so yeah. I was really just making it a healthier. Yeah, I just assumed you were trying to get ahead of me somehow. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, I'm going to eat less. 
Armin, you can be more fit. <laughs> you can be such a beautiful plan. Next Thanksgiving, my plan is to get some massive thick sliced bread, yeah. make buttery Texas toast mm. before every plate of leftovers. Mm-hmm. And whatever is the... Le- could be mac and cheese, could be rice dressing, could be, I don't know, sweet potato mash, could be turkey. I guess that's the boring way to go for it. Just shove it between two thick-ass, buttery-ass pieces of Texas toast. Yeah, I 100% support mm-hmm. that decision. I think I've realized, though... Thanksgiving has taught me something, which is, 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 is as extreme as all of this sounds, it would be my preferred way to live. Um, and so <laughs> if one day, if one day the skinny pill finally arrives, I think I'm just going to live like that all the time, just eating tons and tons of macaroni and cheese and, uh, and rice dressing all the time. It's literally... All the time. When we went to the CrossFit Health thing, that was the, literally the two con- the combo that they said <laughs> not to do fat... Yep. Dairy products and simple carbs. Yep. So macaroni and cheese is it's literally it's CrossFit's heart disease. devil. It's yep. heart disease like that in a, Coke. a plate. Yep. And you have I would say that if someone told me like you're gonna radically shorten your life expectancy, but you can eat as much of this sh- this awesome shit as you want and have shredded abs, I would say like I'm rolling the fucking dice and I'm just gonna eat this. Like I don't care if it takes I if I can have shredded abs and eat rice dressing and macaroni and cheese all day, I'm w- I'll make that deal. I'll make that deal tomorrow. Someone there, give me the skinny pill. There was um, there was this study that was like an anonymous survey of Olympians and world champions and, and like that that like mm-hmm. level of competitor. And they asked them if you could, you know, take a if you could take a drug that would like guarantee that you'd win the next year's uh, yeah. world championships or the next year's Olympics, but it would take like ten years off your life. Would you? And like ninety six percent of them were like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, of yeah. course." I mean, that's There's basically no what we're doing anyway. No doubt about it. I would one hundred percent do that. So like, like, isn't that what we already signed up for? <laughs> they're like, only ten years. The stack that like my that, that, East that, Block country has oh, me on oh, is yeah. fifteen years off my life. Please, but that magic pill does exist. It's called Tyranobol. <laughs> there you go. And so they're all on it. A hell of a yeah, drug. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's uh, that's basically that's the the equivalent of what you just uh of what you just laid out there yeah yeah it's uh it's uh yeah 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 the podcast yeah the the yeah choir we did it (laughs) my yeah was from space balls i hope there was someone who recognized (laughs) i just spent an hour in traffic getting here and my brain's a little foggy so yeah it's about the best exactly i can't even talk it's about the best i can do in terms of a witty witty button on that speaking of traffic Mm. i got rear-ended just the oh. other day. No shit, did Isn't you? Some shit. Yeah, Wait, yeah, man. What? What happened? <laughs> I was uh, I was on my what way. Is, you're not telling me that my plate at Thanksgiving is bitch made, <laughs> and you're not telling me that you got rear ended. Well, yeah, who man. cares about getting rear ended unless they drove away and you didn't get their insurance information? They drove away and oh. i followed them i followed this dude fuck oh. yeah so wait he rear ends you you hit and then what does he, does he like he, steal out so he was trying to get uh-huh. around the car in front of him uh-huh. we we're all stopped at a red light mm-hmm. i don't know what's wrong uh-huh. with this dude swerves into my lane uh-huh. to try to get around the car in front of him uh-huh. clips my back bumper oh. and then like i i could i could see him hit his like his brakes to like stop and consider it and yeah. he just then takes like, off boost it off and he was like, like i'm too drunk <laughs> i can't get stopped he was like three cars ahead of me uh-huh. and so once my light changed to green i like kept an eye on him followed him down the road that he went and he eventually stopped because he realized i wasn't going to stop following yeah. him he's like i bet that's the car i hit <laughs> <laughs> so uh he stops he gets uh-huh. out and uh 
And once I, you I like, have, we I have a like, picture of what, the guy what, on my phone <laughs> that we can Photoshop in here. Yes, this is what the man. But before, before, no, Armin, Armin, don't edit the photo in yet. Don't <laughs> edit the photo in yet because okay. we need to speculate. When you're following a guy, when you're following a guy to stop him, a big part of you is thinking, what kind of guy is going to get out of the car? And when you're being followed by someone, I'm assuming he's thinking the same thing. So in your mind, what do you expect? And especially I, out of in the Texas, car? that's a dangerous game because yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, everyone has guns. I, I yeah, exactly. It's like I wouldn't, I really wouldn't follow someone who rear-ended me unless I had a gun on me <laughs> because I'd be counting on the fact that that person I'm following has a gun on them. I, I was, I was in the middle of drinking my pre-workout uh, C4. Oh, you were fucking hyped. <laughs> oh, my shit. C4. I had my rice cake, yes. so I had the, the intra-carbs. Plus, the Tyranobol was making you super aggressive. So I was just riding so a hype. big wave of big dick energy. <laughs> I was like, I don't care who this guy is when he gets out. He's going to answer for his sins. Uh, my testosterone <laughs> levels are so high normal right now. I'm going to fucking kick your ass. Yeah, so he gets yeah. out, and he's just, just mm. like the picture of like some just stoner dude dude like that is definitely borrowing a car from somebody uh, his beanie says whatever on it no way and he's just it like actually says whatever bro i'm so sorry it's <laughs> <laughs> like where, where were you going are you where all you right <laughs> like i instantly like went dad mode on him like i thought i was going to be mad at this guy but uh, instead i was just like i'm so such a fucking disappointment <laughs> 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 it's like what was the plan I was there when it happened. I yeah, saw you drive away. So he was in a red Mercedes, and he fucked that oh, car fuck up. that guy, then. It's not his car. Yeah. Of course it isn't. And yeah. uh, my car has, like, minimal damage. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, in court, I your might have a neck hurts. injury. That's for sure. <laughs> you're ne- definitely not fine. I was wondering what why your neck would look all fucked yes, up yeah, earlier yeah, today. Um, yeah, man. So that happened just two days ago. Hmm, that's and crazy. then I went and PR'd my jerk. So well, that and then really so, crazy. but let's look at it from the other perspective. This guy clips somebody's car. <laughs> he drives away thinking, "Listen, I'm pretty stoned right now." And if he, this guy says, "Wait, let's Absolutely. call the cops." Yeah, there was and no this, way he wasn't. I, I, because I've been in a teeny little fender bender before, where like a couple, where like people, I rear-ended someone or someone rear-ended me, and like you know, generally you get out and exchange information. But I was definitely there one time. Oh, let's see the guy. Oh. He's a SoundCloud rapper. He just needs he a little. Like no, no. yeah. For those of you, all right, Armin will put up the picture. But if you're if you're just doing the um, if you're just doing the it's, audio version, he looks like Lil Xan. It is basically. just a picture of Lil Xan, by the Dude, way. That's it does all I'm look doing. Like Lil Xan. <laughs> Everyone yeah. thinks I'm putting up a picture of this guy, but it's, it's Lil Xan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so this guy, he's pulling away. He's clearly stoned. He doesn't want. He pulls over, and he's trying to think who's going to get out of the car that's following me. He's hoping it's like, it's probably, he's hoping it's going to be a woman. He's hoping it's not going to be a guy who's going to kick his ass. And then sure enough, who gets out of the car? Jacked Chase, all hopped up on fucking pre-workout, gets out of the car. He thinks he might get about to be in a fight all of a sudden. This Chase is this guy's worst nightmare, he thinks. And then it turns out Chase is a nice and reasonable guy. Although I would say if someone, if you rear in someone or they rear in you, Honestly, the person I, the person, of course, I least want to get out of the car mm-hmm. is uh, Dwayne uh, the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who just got out, who just got out of prison, and he clearly looks armed and you know on something. Yeah. So that's what you don't want. But just I've Sha- been Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> holding so the excessive. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, but honestly, uh, I've been Barack I've been rear ended and slash been in little fender benders many times. I used to drive as a courier there, uh-huh. and. Uh, Women are people you don't want to get in that with. Because oh, every yeah, yeah. dude I've been in a little uh, fender bender mm-hmm. with, it's like, oh, yeah, bro, sorry. Sorry, dude. Yeah, 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 whatever. Exchanging information. Cool. The only times it's happened with women, they've been fucking insane. 
It's yeah. just been nuts. Yeah. There's no there's no civilized discourse going on here. It's like if it, even for if it's minor shit, you know, <laughs> if I've been had been in bigger altercations with dudes, bigger hits with dudes, and I was like, oh yeah, sorry, oh yeah, no problem, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. strange information. It's good. That's not really the case. To finish yeah. to finish my actually, you remind me because I didn't finish that idea. I've been in many fender little like fender benders and stuff before, and the only time that someone like was like pulled out a phone and started calling the police was when I accidentally rear-ended uh, this. I, 20 something girl and it wasn't like she called the police in like an angry way but like I've you know we've been in fender benders before people have rear-ended me and I just exchange information and you know usually it's for whatever reason it's been dudes we exchange information drove away and that's the whole thing but in this one instance she had rear-ended these old people in a car thereby stopping very abruptly in front of me causing me to rear-end her which then I was then rear-ended by another car holy cow Thankfully, my car was largely damage free the guys behind me who rear-ended me I had I guess just an older cheaper car and it really fucked his car up so the girl gets out of the car and she's immediately oh my god and she starts directing people it's like everyone pull over don't worry I'm gonna call the police and I'm like what the fuck and like the <laughs> the people she rear-ended are like this old immigrant couple like clear like like Mexican couple who who knows you know they probably don't want people calling the police the guy behind <laughs> me is just on his way to work he's just some like he looks like Lil Xan the guy who reminded me he's like oh my god because his whole hood was bent I'm just I'm literally working like putting away an I'm, apple that's yeah. smoking I'm literally working and she's like directing traffic saying don't worry we're gonna get through this I'm gonna call the police and I'm like every one of us just wants to move on as fast as possible and instead we all stood there for 45 minutes while police collected statements from everyone on like a li- the, the definition of a fender bender like a couple fenders were bent so, so in other words, what I'm saying out there, people who are listening, if someone rear-ends you, don't call the police. Yeah. Just exchange information. If they and don't have information, then you call the police. That's what I did. You yeah. didn't have information. In oh, you didn't have any info? Yeah. Did yeah. you call the police? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, and you still made it to the gym on time? Did no, I, ca- I called the police. He, like, left. Oh, he, like, okay. gave me his info. He didn't have information. He's oh, like, I don't like. have insurance. I don't want to get the police involved. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. All right. Did you, well, did you take picture of his driver's license? I have his driver's okay. license. Uh, what a moron. I don't know. What, what a he, fucking he text, idiot. He texts me like we're going to hang out or something. <laughs> <laughs> no way. It's a very weird thing, man. Yeah. Is he your drug dealer now? No. no. Does he sell weed? Can I get Zan Probably. from him? <laughs> you can definitely. I, I don't know. <laughs> if he's willing to pay you in weed, then, you know, maybe this okay. turned out more positively yeah. than All right, actually. This might work out no for all of us. I have no value in this. Am I yes, giving it to That's you? great. Think about the CBD alone will reduce your inflammation and increase your performance at yeah. the gym. I, yeah. I need my car fixed. That's that's all, I, that's yeah. all I want out of this. You know, speaking of, Cl- Cliff mentioned how women are the worst, um, the most aggressive. <laughs> the the hard cut. What if you the offered to the teach him aggressive. CrossFit like Mr. Miyagi taught Daniel son karate? Why am I giving you know, him think about that? No, you he know? should be offering to teach Chase the art of No, but that's the thing something. is that he sees, he saw, he saw that little... He saw that little Zan was on the wrong path. So rather than punish him, he's like, you know what? I'm going to take you Come under to my, my wing. Come to my dojo. Teaches him to fucking catch a fly with chopsticks and shit. But like catch the cro- a fly with barbells. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever the CrossFit analog is of, it's you know, still catching on, a fly. It's yes. just. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's, you pinch them between two twenty-five pound plates. It's uh, it's it's killing a fly with a medicine ball, but 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 not on the ground in the air. It <laughs> <laughs> was a visual gag for the audio listeners. Yeah, that was good. That was yeah. good. Uh, Katie 
uh, when she so she moved from a very small town in eastern Washington mm-hmm. to Los Angeles, which is a pit of uh, just vipers when it comes to mm-hmm. drivers. The mm-hmm. drivers in L.A. I would I would guess are probably both the best and worst drivers in the world mm-hmm. because it's like it's such an aggressive flow of traffic. Like if you're not just squeaking in in between anyway, so it's a really the fucking motorcycles thing is also unique in LA. If you that's not a thing that's universal where, where motorcycles can go between cars yeah, it's and legal. traffic. It's not it's just legal, but you will get a ticket if you don't. Yeah, and that's the thing is that they you get a ticket huh? if you don't do it. Yeah, because oh, wow. uh, motorcycles are not allowed to take up the amount of space a car would take wow. up. So yeah, because too many people just get fucking plowed. So in traffic, oh, wow. if you're you're you're. Uh, like if you if it's bumper are to bumper, slowing you down traffic, yeah, yeah. If you are slowing down traffic as a motorcycle mm. by being in the middle of the lane, yeah. you can get a ticket for that. Wow. So, so let me get this straight. L.A. has decided that the solution to its traffic problems is not to build more infrastructure and roads, <laughs> but instead to mandate that motorcycles dangerously drive between cars. How dare you? It is safe. Yes. <laughs> lane I splitting say, is like the safest thing. Is that, what it's, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's lane called lane splitting. Well, that's the thing is that like, I, rem- I still remember uh, like the first time in LA and it still kind of catches me off guard whenever I'm in LA. You're just sitting in traffic and all of a sudden a fucking motorcycle goes <laughs> six inches past yeah. your window. Yeah. You know? So Katie, Katie entered that that viper's den of driving and like you know really really sort of embraced Mm -hmm. the aggression that it takes to live and drive in la Mm -hmm. and when we first moved here it was a it was a really rough transition she got into a road rage incident in which literally ended with her and the other person out of their cars yelling at each other in the <laughs> middle of the street and i was like Christ. so you're saying like, she's like into institutionalized like a pit bull i was, was like, like been you, in the pound for too yeah, long i was like hey you that's great you lived uh-huh. can't do that in texas anymore <laughs> that is that is a bad bad yeah. move because everyone has guns yes well here's my theory about that by the way um, people, everyone having guns. Everyone or having guns. Everyone having guns. Okay. Well, the thing is, here's the thing about here's the thing about Texas versus versus like New York or L.A. Um, this is my stand-up comedy routine from 1997. Oh. Here's the thing about Texas here's versus a, exactly. L.A. Well, here's the funny thing about you know like Texas as opposed to because people say well it's you know it can be dangerous in Texas. Here's the thing in in L.A. or New York, people are openly and I've been shocked by this seeing this in public because this definitely does not happen in Texas. People are like openly uh rude or confrontational with each other like in in public like i've been i've generally if i spend a week in la or spend a week in new york at some point i'm going to see someone like saying like fuck you to someone else in public you don't see that in in texas almost ever because in general people are just a little bit more courteous they're a little bit more polite so if you if you were to escalate to "Hey, buddy, fuck you," <laughs> you better be ready to fight somebody. And that's not because Texans, I think, are tougher, but it's instead because we've decided that there's a threshold of politeness that you do not casually cross. You don't casually, if someone cuts you off, you know, yell "fuck you" in their face or get you just you don't do that here. So if you do do that, the person on the other side who's not used to that, if you come from LA or New York, is going to say, "Well." This is clearly a crazy person, and this person clearly wants to fight me. So it's fight or flight mode, right? Fucking now. This is clearly that crazy person. Whereas clearly a crazy person, and in Texas, I'm allowed to kill crazy. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. That's the thing. Whereas as long as he's I, facing me, the problem the problem has become like I've been in L.A. or I've been in New York, and I've seen people just saying like. 
fuck you to each other and then just walking away from it. Or like like some guy will cut someone off like, hey, you know, whatever, and they'll just they'll just walk away from that situation. And I'm just like, that's cool that that's your baseline, but quite frankly, I'd rather live in the polite place where the occasional guy who says fuck you gets shot than live in the place where everyone is an asshole now, all the time. Now, a big part of that is because of how stressful it is to live in yes. L.A. and New York. Like, you, yeah. no one wants to get into a fight. Mm-hmm. No one can handle themselves in a fight. None of them want to deal with the repercussions of a physical altercation. Mm-hmm. But living in those environments can be so fucking miserable mm-hmm. that the only way you can get your rocks off and get that <laughs> aggression out is by just having yelling matches with random strangers yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. I lived that life. Yeah. I, it was like L.A. traffic. <laughs> I was constantly just like window down. Fuck you. to like people as they uh. were driving by on the street. People just like. Like crazy homeless people will just mm. literally stop you and start screaming at you for being an asshole, yeah. and you're just like, "All right, man, you're fucking crazy too," and then uh-huh. just like walk away. Like you just you just, you you can't. No one wants to get into what the next logical step mm-hmm. is. Everyone wants to just toe that line though, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you just have to be ready and willing to. to and let your mouth read a check. Your ass can't cash, yeah. Armin. Now, <laughs> now I understand better falling down yes as yes. a regional thing as a yes. regional thing falling there down. is yeah the so michael f- douglas movie so falling down was a michael douglas ah. movie mid 90s where basically the entire premise of the film and it's awesome is basically that he is an angry guy in traffic like a, a, a worker on his way to his office job with his little button down short sleeve shirt and his tie and his glasses and his crew cut talking he, to the microphone kyle sorry and he <laughs> with his little crew cut i was busy pantomiming um, <laughs> i don't know why you how would to he, move how would he know where glasses were unless I acted it out with my in hands. In order for you to do that, you had to move your hand a foot and a half away from your yes. mouth. Yes. How would he know that he had a short sleeve button down shirt unless I indicated it with the microphone? Anyway, the point being that he's so angry in traffic that he just gets out of his car, walks out of the car, and then just like tear, like goes on a tear across LA like shooting gang members and killing people <laughs> and yeah. he, ba- he basically just goes on a uh, insane person's rampage against all the societal ills yeah. of LA at the time it's like have mm-hmm. you seen office space yeah you know you know how they have go that postal on the fucking fax they go machine postal on the yeah. copy yeah. Ma- copy machine <clears throat> or the printer or whatever it's copy machine it's like that scene expanded into a movie about violence. Yes, Damn, it feels good yes to be a but more, more uh, like the Stephen Root character. Instead of just confining his rage to burning down the office, right. instead <laughs> just wandering all over the Dallas Fort Worth area, murdering causing, people, causing yeah, murdering and causing mayhem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a great movie. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's really bad. intense. It, it is. It is ripe for a remake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to really lean into that '90s nostalgia that's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get that movie. Yeah, that was a '90s movie, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Or was it late '80s? No, that was, that was all that early '90s. You know, L.A. and society in general are descending into yes. hell. You know, uh, Demolition Man, post, all that. Yeah. yeah, it was very much a post, like Rodney King, post riots, post like L.A. is this hellhole on the verge of collapse kind of a movie uh, in the same way that Predator 2 was the same thing Predator 2 was a movie that that forecasted into the future of the, sh- the near future of 1997 that LA would literally <laughs> be a war zone escape uh, famously uh, escape from escape LA, from LA. Uh, mm-hmm. the sequel to escape from New York which is Grand Canyon for the classier version the Grand, of that Grand Canyon that's right uh, you've seen Grand Canyon never no. even heard of it it's, I it's a La- Lawrence Kasdan written and directed movie oh, sure. it, which is essentially the classier version of 
LA is a hellhole descending into whatever. It's yeah. multiple stories told with multiple kind characters of his, all over LA. Yeah. Kind of his big masterpiece. Well, kind there. of his follow up to the big chill in a way, and that it was like yeah. a large ensemble movie. So Grand Canyon. It was kind of Lawrence Kasdan's follow-up to Big Chill. It was a big ensemble movie and stuff. But anyway, Steve Martin plays like a this crazy Hollywood producer, and like his whole character arc is like he just gets like shot. I think in the leg with yeah. like a rate crazy shatters thing. femur, shatters his femur. His cr- this crazy act of like gangland violence, like the random and 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 grotesque violence of Los Angeles. And this is like in the first ten minutes of the movie, and spends the whole rest of the movie like learning to walk and then resolving to make. You know, better because he's like a Hollywood producer who makes violent films. You know, so it's like well, it's, like it's very meta because it. at the beginning he's creating the uh, the Hollywood films about L.A. being a hellhole descending into crime. Yay! And then he becomes the victim of that, and mm-hmm. then blah 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 blah. So it's very, yeah. it's very very. It's a, the most classy intellectual take on that. Say. A a related a related cinematic phenomenon of the time is the notion that. Uh, we have to do something about all of this, about these violent films. And so violent films, in order to justify their violence being in the films, would start to ta- take on a kind of social consciousness about violence. Uh, notably, I think it's Lethal Weapon 3. You know, it was a time when people are cr- saying that, well, there's more people being shot in the streets and there's all these action movies and cinemas. There must be a relationship between these violent films and this, uh, these action films with all of their guns and all the gun violence that exists in the world. And so, like, I think Lethal Weapon 3 is, like, all, like, it's, like, it's a cop movie with people blowing each other away the whole time, but it's, like, all about how, it's all about, like, an anti-gun violence or something where Murtaugh accidentally kills a kid or something. It involves or, the dumbest line I've ever heard in a movie, possibly, oh, yeah. which is when uh, the talking, I believe Murtaugh is talking to the mother of a, gang's, a, a, a gangbanger kid mm-hmm. that Murtaugh had just shot, and she's asking him to find justice against the man who put the gun in my son's hand. <laughs> oh my and gosh. that's the that's so unfathomably stupid. Yeah. I can't I can't even wrap my mind around it. You need to be in a bizarre mindset where okay, so your kid is a gangster who's shooting at police <laughs> and the the the, the thing that brought him movie. in an action movie. And so the thing that the 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 wrong that needs to be righted is the person who sells guns, because <laughs> otherwise was the plot of the movie. Because otherwise he wouldn't have been how, a gangbanger who how likes else do you, committing how violence else against. Do you move cop? on with the rest of that movie. I don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think you're understanding how this yeah, is supposed to work. I think you're just she could the say point. any gibberish, but it would have to serve them having yes. to go shoot the guy who sold the guns. Yes, that yes, has yes, to yes, happen. Yes. Otherwise, it just. The, the, the oh, and besides the fact that it fucking fetishizes the hell out of all sorts of guns and ammo. I think the bad oh, yeah. guy is killed in the end. Find these like super duper armor piercing bullets. Like shoots the bad guy. <laughs> shoots the bad guy through. He's driving a tractor at them. I remember and shoot him through the metal of the tractor yeah, yeah. and kills him there. It's because he's using the awesome, the fucking awesome. Like yeah, they literally use the armor piercing rounds. They're trying to stop to kill the bad guy. This is a great phenomenon in many movies. So if to like, so there was obviously the whole like LA is a hellhole movies, but I love it when a film because there's like cultural stigma associated with some exploitative or sensationalist aspect or just a problematic aspect of the film. They then address it while simultaneously embodying the very problem they're trying to address. Most notably, this is my favorite one when functionally. 
uh, when it's when a girl lead in an action film or something says, you know, I'm not a damsel in distress or something, and then is functionally used as a damsel in distress for the rest of the movie. There's literally like Margot Robbie in that Tarzan movie that just came out says it in the trailer. Fiona uh, and Shrek. Fiona and Shrek. There's uh, what's the one I'm thinking of? Um, Solid. Uh, Fuck. There's there several other examples. Oh, Deadpool was ones. one. Deadpool was one where she says something about not being a damsel in distress or something, and then is essentially just like tied to a post so she can be saved later. Anyway, yeah. just fun stuff. There's something about '90s action movies that really it, it's the the love of bullshit guns is real mm-hmm. in a way that that I don't think any other era of of movies action movies really did and. What do you mean there, bullshit guns? Here's two good examples. <laughs> uh, it's the the fetishization of weaponry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Face off, yes. In which Caster Troy has gold plated Desert Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, which is amazing. If you're I gonna mean, get a gun, that's the gun to get. That is obviously the gun to mm-hmm. get because it it first of all it accessorizes well with the rest of his shit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Second of all, it just looks super fucking cool. Yep. The other example of this would be. Of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Eraser, in which the, <laughs> the rail gun is like yeah. this. It has like X-ray lock-on uh-huh. uh, uh, technology for its targeting, mm-hmm. and it can shoot through buildings. And he uses <laughs> two of them to like bring down an entire yep. like shipping container organizational like space. Mm-hmm. It's so yep. fucking crazy. Yes. He like destroys a warehouse by shooting this gun around him like he literally just like goes around like shooting it in a circle <laughs> seems and feasible brings yeah. down an entire i mean if it warehouse. does everything you said it does mm-hmm. that yeah. makes sense <laughs> there's like a the 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 cgi of like the tart like the the scope Ooh. like looking through the wall finding oh, the yeah. guy's heart and then yeah. like walking <laughs> onto his heart <laughs> and shooting uh, uh, him through a fucking wall there, there's yeah. so many fun bullshit guns in movies remember deep rising remember those mini chain mini uh, gatling guns oh, they had yeah, in deep yeah, rising deep oh, yeah. what i'm thinking of is is, uh, speaking of buddy cop movies, a great and underrated one. Uh, I don't think it did well when it came out. It was a film called The Hard Way. It was a buddy Ooh, cop film starring yeah. Michael J. Fox and James Woods. Where Michael that's a, J. Yes. That's a weird fucking it's a weird combination. combination. It's a weird but a goddamn amazing combination. So Michael J. Fox plays a Hollywood actor who's trying to prepare for a role playing a hardcore cop. So he goes to like do to basically become the partner of uh, some hardcore cop as kind of like an extended ride along thing, and they end up solving a a case together. But more importantly. Uh, the bad guy is played by the great Stephen Lang. Uh, in his most jacked, oh, yes. most jacked state. Yeah, yeah yes. so he's like super jacked. How have like I blonde. never heard of this yes, movie? He this plays is fantastic. fucking movie ever. Yeah. So uh, Stephen Lang, bad guy in Avatar, uh, who's still jacked in Avatar. Um, he uh, he plays a villain called the Party Crasher, and the the way they find the Party Crasher and how they're tracking the Party Crasher is the Party Crasher uses this gigantic hand cannon of a gun like in, in classic 90s fashion it has like extensions and, and, and silencers <laughs> and like a, a fucking like laser sight on top and all this shit yeah. and like and of course because if you were going to go around murdering people in the 90s the only way to do that was to get specialty gun makers to make you extra big guns and so they end up having to find the specialty gun maker who makes the extra big guns that of course all the gangsters are using to kill each other extra hard so yeah. and hence the title the hard way. way there's there there's um there's a lot of examples of this i think the first one that i ever experienced and the one that really sticks with me more than any other is 
the minigun in Predator. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh-huh. minigun in Predator, it is the coolest it's thing It's like its own character in, in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It, Jesse Ventura lugging around that fucking incredible mm-hmm. thing. And then... Uh, now, that's not a bullshit gun. That's no, a real that's gun. A real but, but it's a gun that's so large and heavy that, you know, conventionally it's just fired mounted on a chopper or something. Mm-hmm. But in Predator, where everything is elevated a bit, if you have a man like Jesse Ventura, <laughs> of course he could he could carry that around. Of course the body carries around a fucking minigun. Mm-hmm. Why uh-huh. wouldn't he? He's a Navy. He's a goddamn Navy SEAL. Goddamn Navy SEAL. You know, really, Predator might be the best movie ever made. And I, 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 I say that seriously. It really, everything for me comes back to Predator. It's got Arnold... It's got a monster. Dun, 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 dun. It's got guns. It's got it's, a great soundtrack. Yes. Oh, a score by Alan mm. Silvestri. Amazing score by Alan Silvestri. So it's it's, uh, it's diverse. Yes, it's yeah. a very diverse film. Yeah. It is uh, gender neutral. It, it's either. <laughs> 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 I think there's I think there's an argument to be made that uh, just as good as Predator is. Mm-hmm. Like the thing is is like equivalently perfect. Oh, you know, uh, yeah, the thing is very very good. I just don't know. It Predator is on the list of greatest movies ever. For there, sure. whereas the thing is just a very very good horror movie. Well, here's the thing: I would I would uh, here's how I would call it. The thing is absolutely one of the best movies. Uh, certainly one of the best horror movies of all time. I think it's one of the great movies of all time. I think it's a five star masterpiece. Love 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 the thing. But uh, I have grown to appreciate with maturity you know, the the layers of depth in the thing and what's going on in it. What is amazing about Predator is how, how it it exploded my imagination when I was a kid between the muscles and the guns and the, like the definitely in my mind, the greatest monster design of any creature in the history of Hollywood is the design, Stan Winston's design for the Predator. And this is all before like, uh, there, there was, it was a singularly unique, Creature, yeah, it was there a, were call, no that, other that they things came up like with this. that they came up mm. with after they had already shot half of the movie and fucked and, it up with the shitty fucked creature. it up with a bad creature. Mm-hmm. So they brought in the big guns, that Stan shit. Winston. Hell so, yeah! You know, for those of you who don't know, they shot half the film with a really YouTube, hilarious, right? yeah, bird looking creature that was played by Jean Claude Van Damme. That is a real thing. You just chases this news to you. I've never heard of this. Oh yes. So yeah, for the first this, half of the the the, shoot, the Predator shoot had a completely different creature with like this little short armed thing with like a long neck and a beak head, and the man in the suit was a young wannabe action star who had just come over from Belgium. His name was Jean Claude Van Damme. Jesus Christ. He was running around in this ridiculous bird costume in the jungle for like a month before they all collectively realized how stupid this the creature was. Terrible. Looked. Exactly. So they called. The best they called Stan Winston in, and he designed a new creature, and they reshot all the creature mm-hmm. stuff, or they continued shooting with his new creature, and it was the greatest creature uh, ever. Ever, anyway. Point being that you can show Predator to a five-year-old. There you go. You can show Predator to a five-year-old. Armin will insert that picture here. Um, you can show Predator to a five-year-old, or you can show. Well, you Predator probably to should a not year old. show Predator. To I, a was five when I, I was five. Oh yeah, when I was five. Yeah, I was five. Yeah, it was around five, six. When the um, there. Yeah. Don't do and that. And they will all. Yes. Yes. Do. Yes. Yes, audience. It yes. is a good thing. Tell you what, Someone if you want your five-year-old to be cool, you will show him Predator. If you want your five-year-old to be a lame-ass pussy the rest of his life, yeah. don't feel free to not if show him Predator. If you want your five-year-old to be a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus, you show <laughs> you him know, Predator. You know how I feel about... The, the same way I feel about <laughs> Predator is there are a few movies that, that like you know hold that mm-hmm. echelon for mm-hmm. me. Uh, 
lots of Arnold movies, first mm-hmm. of all. But yes. another movie that, that is like that same level of just blew my fucking mind is Aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I, there's, yeah, yeah. There's like one of those things where you never forget the first time you experience a movie like mm-hmm. that. And Aliens, I will never forget the yep. first time I experienced yep. that movie. Because it, it's like a fucking life-changing moment of mm-hmm. just realizing like, oh, fuck. Like, you can do some really cool shit in this world. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. This entire universe we live in mm-hmm. allows people to have imaginations that creates this yes. yeah yeah it's I, incredible. Unfor- here's the unfortunate thing i don't remember when i first saw aliens because aliens was always on vhs and always such a part of the thing that you I know remember I, it's like, I don't it. remember i don't remember having not sorry i don't remember the first time i saw star wars because star wars always was yeah. yeah i was never not seeing i remember i only remember thing about aliens my parents didn't let us see it. Still saw it, but uh, <laughs> it was one of the movies that was forbidden for us to see amongst all the rate, you know, dozens and dozens and hundreds of rated R recorded off Showtime VHSs that were around the of course. house. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's there's just something about. Um, I don't know what the formula is there. I don't well, know I mean, what a- those pieces uh, are that puts it together. Well, Aliens yeah. is just Aliens is definitely one of the best screenplays ever written, executed by one of the best directors of all time in James Cameron. Fun James Cameron fact, by the way, you guys, and this makes me want to jump into another uh, realm, uh, to another dimension to be able to witness this, yeah, but... You know how? Yes, but... <laughs> Take me with you. <laughs> yes, J- James Cameron uh, has a new show, uh, The History of Science Fiction, and he was talking to Steven Spielberg in the show, a great little roundtable discussion between two of the greats. Yes, yeah. goddamn right. <laughs> anyway, he says... That he got halfway through reading the book, he had an advanced manuscript because it was a hot property. He got halfway through the manuscript for Jurassic Park and was like, I'm fucking making this. James Cameron was. <laughs> Called his agent and was like, Spielberg just bought it. Like, and, and so, and I just want, and then they talk about, they have a brief little exchange about, and, and Stephen says, or sorry, James Cameron says, but Stephen, I'm glad you made it because you made this film that was, you know, that was scary but exciting and it was for everybody and it was the best way. He said, I would have made it way too scary. I would have made it, he said, I would have made it the way I made Aliens. I would have made it R-rated and really violent. That would have been and, fucking uh, metal. Really 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 thing. Yeah, Jurassic Park, yeah, yeah. Because Jurassic Park, the novel, is much more like Aliens in yeah. tone and everything else. It's much more violent, much darker. It would. James Cameron's version of Jurassic Park would have just been Aliens with Dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. They'd Fuck, also found yeah. a way to get some really badass guns in there, too, yeah. I bet you. Yeah, and the line, nuke it from orbit, would have also had to have made some sort yes. of a cameo mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know obviously that is just how you solve all your problems <laughs> <laughs> just nuke Jurassic Park from orbit obviously mm-hmm. yeah i think there's uh there's there's just a beautiful there's a beautiful thing about the the masculinity and ridiculousness of those movies mm-hmm. that even even today predator with like against the best CGI in the fucking world mm-hmm. is a thousand times better yep. than whatever people are putting out right now. It, it it's mind blowing. Yeah, like they, they well, fucking perfected it yeah. thirty years ago. They really did. And if you really want to get, if you really want to get, why are we still doing this shit? If you want to get heady for a minute about Predator, I think that one of the things that makes Predator, when I really do say I think it's one of the greatest films of all time, and I think that films have kind of fallen into line with this a little bit more, but it, it is a it's a film that works. It's a film that works. Um, it plays to something so very elemental within us, and and by that I mean 
even the fa- people make fun of things like the, the 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 flexing arm shot, you know, where they're grabbing each other and yeah, showing got up you the biceps. Pushing pencils. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, they have too many pushing many pencils. They have that, Dylan, you know, dealing you, you son, son of a bitch. bitch. They, the, the fact that everyone's jacked, the fact that it ultimately ends with them stripping off all of, with the Predator stripping off all of his his um, his, uh, his weapons and fist fighting Arnold. But the thing is, picture that movie, attempt to picture Predator with, you know, with the cast of the, the new Shane Black Predator instead. Like, just their physical forms are less inspiring, less compelling, less visually arresting, and you don't, I, there's never been such a perfect constellation of male forms in one film where you see them sl- basically come in, be establish themselves as these sort of hyper alpha predators in the first scene, destroying this entire uh, this entire uh, encampment. And a it's, far less jacked brown yes, people. Far less jacked people. Always the Always. only the only jacked American. guy in that camp was one of the guys uh, from Conan who was playing a Russian. He's a guy who gets shot with the grenade launcher in the chest. Into the chest. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the yeah. But if you I mean if you think about like sculpture is an art form. We can be inspired just by the idea of an idealized form that's sort of kind of contorted into the shape of action. Like, Predator, by virtue of its casting and the time in which it was made, it literally turns the human form into something that is viscerally compelling just to look at. Yeah. Like the fetish, the fetishization, fetishization, there you go, of Arnold Schwarzenegger's body and Carl Weathers' body in that film is a really important part of why all of us, like when I say the you son of a bitch moment, not only do we all know what I'm talking about because it's become a meme, but like all of us were boys when we were you know, we were little boys and we saw that and we said, I don't know what's going, like there are aliens later in this movie, but there's something about these guys shaking hands and that's literally what they're doing, shaking hands that has just changed a part of my brain and, yeah. made, and then made me then uh, pursue weightlifting and fitness for the rest of my I've life. I've spent my entire life hoping, dreaming, pursuing that Mm -hmm. one handshake yes (laughs) like from that moment everything else has been a pursuit of that handshake just seeing someone i know who is equivalently jacked when both of us are way more jacked than we currently are and executing that awesomely perfect handshake and for some reason like you immediately prior to that handshake you're just like super pumped and just shiny like your just arms, greasy yeah. and like your fucking muscles are at like maximum of pump. course the the hyper masculinity is necessary mm-hmm. in predator because they're of fighting a vagina monster they're <laughs> fighting a vagina monster the parable of predator uh-huh. being the uh you know the the yeah. toxic presence of femininity yes. within a masculine group of friends it, it really it, it's necessary because they're turning it up to 11 a giant mm-hmm. Giant group of jacked male friends mm-hmm. are being torn to pieces by a vagina with teeth. Yes, it's fucked. Yes, it's really fucked. Yes, and it's poetic. Then, yeah, <laughs> and then as we've brought it up before, he enters the the Yannick passage at the end where he says, "Kill me, kill me, kill me," and then is killed by a falling phallic symbol in the log at the end. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, man, which was played by Half Thor Bjornsson. <laughs> yes. You know who was in that log? Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Matt Fraser commented on Armin's Did Armin's he now? Post. Explain, please. Give us some context, Chase. Tell me more. So Armin, uh-huh. if you guys don't know, I know you don't follow Armin Hammer TV because you're not purist. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
He's been doing a show with Morning Chalk Up um, called On The Minute. Uh Uh-huh. And... It's and awesome. for those of you who haven't really seen like On the Minute, On the Minute is fantastic. But Even yeah. though they kind of bleed over the time limit pretty consistently. Oh, there. the time limit is a joke. It's like uh, whose lines is it anyway? Yes. The rules the are made up matter. and the points don't matter. That's very true. Yes. So very what true. did Matt Fraser say? I'm, I've not heard of this. Well, Armin alludes to in his Instagram mm. post promoting this show mm-hmm. that they're going to be making some guesses about what Matt Fraser is going to do this uh. season and what Jacob Eppner is going to be doing this uh. season. And Matt Fraser hopped onto this comment thread and said what do you mean making guesses in, qu- in, <laughs> in quotations quotes. in quotation marks uh-huh um and uh then yeah yeah just uh spiraled into just a just a little bit of uh i, it's, I don't i, I didn't there get the sense that forth? matt had like uh, were there more comments there well i responded but then after after i responded we matt and i went off board and started actually having a one-on-one conversation. You so I have no idea Matt what Frazier. the rest of those comments started oh. turning into. I think people were commenting and deleting comments. Mm-hmm. Like people were saying some shit. I don't know what people were talking about, but mm. uh, yeah, some guy, uh, some guy named Matt Fraser was commenting on my stuff. No. So, so <laughs> um, we basically, we basically, one of the segments that we had on um, the, on the minute was about mm. how, Wadapalooza, uh, like the the guy who's favored to win Wadapalooza right now is Patrick Vellner. Mm-hmm. But Matt Fraser, if he wanted to, could go compete at Wadapalooza because they invited every games athlete mm-hmm. from 2018. So if Fraser goes to Dubai, qualifies out of Dubai, goes to Wadapalooza, mm-hmm. the question was, is he going to go and compete or is he going to go and like, you know, do sponsor you know, uh, uh, activities or whatever? And... Both Justin and I agree that he's not going to be competing. In in our minds, it's not. First of all, it's not a smart move. Second of all, it's an absolutely non Fraser esque move, right? Mm-hmm. His his thing is like, I'm going to compete what I need to compete in order to punch my ticket, and then I'm going to go train as best as I can, as smart as I can, for the longest amount of time that I can for the CrossFit Games. Like, why would he even give a shit about going mm-hmm. to any of these other events? And so I think, you know, the the vibe that I got, you know, based off of what the situation is with uh, Wadapalooza and Dubai and how close they are to one another and the fact that he's kind of bros with Vellner, you know, and I, I just had a conversation with Vellner today, actually, uh, by the time that this comes out, that this that interview will have already come out as well. But we talked about how, you know, Patrick, I was like, I was like, do you talk to matt do you talk to brent like do you guys coordinate and he's he basically said like hey listen like i we don't specifically figure out all this stuff but we have been talking and we all agree that we basically don't want to see each other until august mm, and smart and that's really fucking smart because if they it's like if they all show up to one that's of these scoop. events that's a sand scoop if they all show up to one of these events only one of them is going to make it mm-hmm. and the other ones are going to beat themselves up trying mm-hmm. to do it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it's like who knows like yeah it's it's possible yeah for for Someone what, would, to, what would be the point of both of the two of them showing up so that they can both potentially injure themselves right. trying to What's beat the, the other point? one? What's the point? When they're when when they can they can sort of not necessarily make it easier on themselves, but mm-hmm. at the very least give themselves the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's sort of what we were getting at on, on the minute. But when I made that post on Instagram, you know, I uh I was like, you know, we we're making guesses. We're basically mm-hmm. making educated guesses as to what Matt and uh, and Hepner were going to do so Matt commented on on Instagram saying hey like why are you making guesses and I think 
he's coming from a place of you know like don't start rumors like mm-hmm. you know why start rumors and uh so he and i are, have you know we, we're talking he's right now he's overseas he's like i think he's on a tour of like in he's on europe he's making his way out to mm-hmm. dubai right now hmm. um but you know we're we're sort of like coordinating trying to figure out a good time because you know i i want to interview him he's totally down so that's yeah, yeah. probably going to happen sometime soon but the yeah. the thing is like you know i think he was just kind of saying like hey man like like just ask mm-hmm. you know we can i can talk to you i'll tell you i'll tell you <laughs> what my actual plans are like let's just let's actually just talk so um, you heard that uh, coming soon to Arm hammer tv just a yeah. bunch of matt Frazier he did content. he did say ha ha so i didn't take it as <laughs> yeah, any negative I stuff I don't, I don't the only thing was. that was negative were the comments after that that were like the fraser fanboys are like he's our god well, acknowledge here's, us he's here's here's what i find funny is that instead it's here's here's i think that matt Frazier is is sitting there he's watching the the amazing Arm and hammer tv content <laughs> he's listening to the podcast he's listening to the podcast and he's thinking why does why doesn't Armin reach out to me? Does he not want to talk to me? He has he, post notifications turned on. <laughs> that's for right, Armin. exactly. <laughs> His post obviously he has post notifications turned on, and he's wondering why hasn't Armin reached out yet? What's the deal? Did I say something to offend Armin? And then Armin's like, I'm gonna make guesses, and he's like, Armin, please talk to me, your old buddy, Matt with yeah. one T. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, how he always refers to himself. Yeah, your old buddy Matt with one T. That's actually how he signed off all yeah, of our yeah. correspondences. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, interestingly enough, I got the, the a very similar mm. interaction, but in a different, slightly different tone with with Jake. So oh, mm-hmm. Jake just texted me. He was <laughs> like, he was like, oh man, I'm, I'm really excited. Like, I I, I want to watch this. Like, where can I watch it? And I was like, oh, you can watch it on YouTube or it's Facebook. Like you have or whatever. a YouTube channel. And he goes. <laughs> And he goes, he goes, what time is it coming out? I was like, oh, yeah, tonight, like at seven or whatever. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm probably going to be in the barn getting jacked. I was like, oh, okay, Sweet. so I'll just send you the link later then, Jake. Not a big yes. deal. Well, if you have a VCR, you can take it <laughs> and uh, watch it later. What, whatever he's been doing recently, he's, he's looking like even more freakishly sick, fit. Yeah. Like he's squatting numbers that make me uncomfortable about my numbers. Because mm-hmm. it used to be I could take Solus over Jacob mm-hmm. Hepner knowing that my strength numbers were... <laughs> Pretty similar to yeah, this, yeah, yeah. and only, that is not true. Yeah, the only way I can take solace of any uh, compare myself to any CrossFit competitors, I think I still have bigger lifts and the slow lifts than all the CrossFit females. There you go. That's the only way I That's can feel somewhat confident. That <laughs> sentence, all the way, by the way, had to be conditionally applied by. Slow I think. I think because I'm not 100 percent sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fast lifts, absolutely not. Um, yeah. Brooke Wills might have us all on deadlift. I don't know. No, that's no, true. Well, no, she not had you. like no, she had like 670 pound deadlift. Brooke Wills has that's confirmed. But anyway, <laughs> you know what the secret sauce is of Jacob Hepner's fitness? It's one of those goddamn belt squat things what are those Dude. things they're doing the belt it's a belt squat, squat. Yeah. Belt squat. Machine, yeah it's called yeah. the belt squat thing because it's like everyone like like you see him doing these workouts where he just like has like a 45 pound plate on the ground and he's just like he's just like he's like doing a, a a jazzercise class like he's doing step aerobics on it but he has some ungodly amount of weight attached to his hips and you see the pain on his face it looks tough it's not even a lot of weight yeah, by yeah. the way he'll like he'll do it with like 50 pounds or oh, 70 okay. pounds like it's not even a lot of weight it's just he does so much fucking volume i mean he is just he is just just burying his Mm -hmm. central nervous system underneath (laughs) so much stimulus there was there was a workout the other day i think it was five rounds of a minute wall sit with the kettlebells in the front rack position there Uh, right because wall sits aren't hard enough and then 
then you came off the wall and you did 30 unbroken like front rack squats with those same kettlebells uh, in that position. And then you just went back and sat on the wall. Did he at least put them down first? I, I, I don't <laughs> Did he at least so. relax a little bit? At least not in the clip he posted. Oh, Jesus. No, no, there's no... I mean, he's... Okay, so let me just run through a couple of the workouts he's posted recently. For time. Uh, <laughs> first of all, that's a joke. <laughs> single arm, dumbbell shoulder over at 100 pounds, 10 on each side, and then 8 on each side at 115, and then 6 on each side at 125. And on the minute... He does a peg wheel. So oh, the yeah, peg wheel is like one, one, unbroken one full lap. unbroken lap around mm-hmm. a peg wheel. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. The, is the peg wheel his own? I don't thing? think so. I think he found it somewhere yeah. from like uh, climbers, maybe. I forget. Yeah. Uh, here's another one 13 minute time cap. He's definitely not hitting this. 1,000 meter row, 50 wall balls at 30 pounds, 20 back squats at 350, and then a 2K bike. 20 back squats at 350. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Unbroken? I guess. <laughs> Four rounds, 30 goblet squats with 124 oh, pound God, kettlebell. Oh, God, that's the one, man. 50-foot low sled push, rest three to one. That's a leg death. Uh, and by the way, when he posted that one, he said, stoked to squat more tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing about, about Jake. When I went and hung out with him, um, we did this thing where he did like he did like power snatches and then he followed it up with about an hour's worth of sled pushes mm-hmm. and it was so much sled push it was so much i was it was like 15 rounds of sled pushes like 1 minute on 2 minutes off mm-hmm. it was forever's worth of sled pushes and it was like up a hill every mm-hmm. time and i was like what is this like you do this every week and Mm -hmm. so i asked him what was going on and he was like yeah you know like i don't respond well to low rep high weight Mm -hmm. he's like that that doesn't like give me what i need to get stronger so Mm -hmm. i need to overload my legs with a ton of volume so like Mm -hmm. that was a workout that he did out of like six workouts over the course of a couple days and he did like a max set of unbroken wall ball with a 30 pound ball the day before that. And he did a bunch of running the day after that. And then he did like a bunch of other like squat, like overhead squats, like max sets of o- unbroken overhead squats the, the day after that. And it's like he constantly is fucking hammering his legs mm-hmm. because he is, uh, he like knows that his body needs that type of stimulus in order to grow, in order to mm-hmm. get bigger and, and, and stronger and better, right? Uh, and he recently is doing his own programming. Mm-hmm. So I was, that was another thing I was talking to him about. And he was saying that I think, I, I think he was with brute for a while, but he's not, he's not doing the brute stuff anymore. And now he's just doing his own deal. Mm-hmm. And he was saying he's like PR a bunch of his shit yeah. right, after moving on to his own thing, which like, you know, changes sometimes to do that. But man, I don't know how, how much of the, old mm-hmm. uh brute stuff he was doing anyway because mm-hmm. he was always just posting these like bananas fucking workouts just yeah. like two friends with like a bunch of other shit in the middle oh, no, of we it. talked about, yeah. That. Yeah, we talked about yeah, that i feel one. like yeah, yeah. yeah i feel like him and uh at least watching their vlogs him and is it uh andrew that's his yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's his buddy mm-hmm. that works out they just sit there and concoct some of the most lethal, mm-hmm. ridiculous shit, and they're like, "Let's see if this is possible." He, he does all the shit that I, he does the ex- exact inverse of, of of what I do in the gym, which is uh, low rep and uh, high enough weight so that I never have to move fast ever, never have to do anything or get even a little bit tired. Um, I yeah. mean, you know why? Because I, I don't 20. like I don't like pain. I don't like pain at all. Yeah, when we so. were when we went and hung out with them, um, 
he was he was saying he's like doing off season training. So he was like, oh, I'm 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 doing like strength a lot of strength work. And he did like you know a bunch of metcons, obviously. But one of the workouts he did was like ten or three ten minute rounds with like a one minute break in between. Mm. And each one of the ten minutes was like a different AMRAP. Uh, one of them was like double unders, heavy kettlebell snatches, and rowing. One of them was like ski erg. Uh, like body weight overhead squats and running one of them was like uh assault bike you know shoulder to overhead and like you know deadlifts or some shit mm-hmm. and i was like what like you just how is this off how is this off like what part of this is not is not like conditioning training he's like no no this is just like this is just like the icing on the cake of like my strength work <laughs> i was like what you're mm. crazy, man. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it's just it's it's bananas to me. J- Jacob Hefner is is an anomaly. I don't Shooters understand bananas. him. I mm-hmm. fucking love it. I yeah. just, just want to see him back at the games. That's yes. it. Yes, that's all I want to see. So, do we have any clarity on when we'll be seeing Jacob? His Hefner? plan is to the open uh, still. His plan is to is to place top twenty worldwide in the open, mm-hmm. which I think is doable depending on the workouts. And so he doesn't. The fact that he has a full-time job that's not fitness-related is probably going to be one of the biggest reasons why he can't necessarily make it to a mm-hmm. lot of these sanctioned events. So he just has to do his deal and mm-hmm. and you know place well in the open. But he's on a journey to do every single sanctioned events qualifier workouts. Yeah, that's, every that's single a lot one of work. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of double unders, thrusters, and pull-ups. Mm-hmm. That's a lot because I mean, that's basically what all these goddamn yeah, yeah. qualifier workouts are. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I don't know what he's like a he's like a fitness cyborg. I don't mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand it. And he's constantly fucking sore. I was asking him about. I was like, dude, like, does it hurt? Like, why do you do this? And he's <laughs> uh-huh. like, he's like, yeah, man. Of course, like, I'm constantly uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Like, I'm never not comf- not never not uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Uh, but he also eats like he eats like strong man size portions like like eight nine thousand calories a day it's like me and kyle's thanksgiving but every day every day that's how you that's how you make your your rice pudding rice pudding rice dressing does the rice dressing that's how you do the rice dressing mac and cheese that's how you make it work right there that's that can be his peanut butter and jelly mixed together that's right Mm -hmm. oh god God bless that sounds delicious delicious. (laughs) (laughs) god yeah, I didn't eat before the podcast. I'm so, very hungry right now. yeah, let's let's go to, and let's go and wrap it up. It's been a really <laughs> good episode. We talked about peanut butter and jelly over there. But <laughs> there is. It's like, well, we're hungry, so we're we talked about up. fitness for about four minutes at the end. There, it's perfect. Yes, uh, but uh, all right, I'm at Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most central Instagram account on the internet. You can find Cliff Dickslap Bogart at Cliff Bogart on Instagram. I'm at Chase Five Hundred Four on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Arm and Hammer TV, and the show is at Sand Podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. And by the way, those of you who are still watching and listening right now, I just want to do a huge shout out to everybody that has uh, bought T-shirts. Uh, there's been dozens of you, and it has been really, really cool to see people actually mm-hmm. like buying these Sand shirts. Yeah, it's super and sick to see people reaching out and being like, "Yo, I'll totally buy." buy one if you put cliff's arm on it yeah <laughs> yeah so so mm, I'm, we're working perfect. on what our next sets of designs are going to be and uh and i hope i hope everybody is is uh interested in, in continuing to support the show i can't i cannot thank everybody enough mm-hmm. uh for doing that so thank you so much everybody and we will catch you next week later later, later.